much for joining me for this month's episode of On the Grind for NABJ Chicago. I'm Victoria Williams, and I'm ecstatic to have you. I don't know if I should call you Mrs. Scott, Aisha. What do you prefer? Oh, very <laughs> formal. You can call me Aisha. Okay, awesome. Well, I know that you've been involved with NABJ, and you've really had an outstanding career And to introduce you, you're an award-winning certified broadcast meteorologist, and you're currently working at NBC Chicago. I am. And it's funny you say certified because I I just got that seal. Um, It's it's a pretty huge deal um, in the weather community. So I'm, I'm super excited because, boy, it was years of, like, hard work and classes and just all of that. So, yes. Speaking of classes, can you take me all the way back to undergrad? I see you went to Mississippi State and Norfolk State. Mm -hmm. I did. So I'm from Norfolk, Virginia, um, born and raised on the East Coast in Virginia. So I wanted to, you know, it's funny because I didn't want to leave home to go to college. I was going to be really homesick. I already knew that. So I was like, you know what? I I knew I wanted to be a broadcast meteorologist because growing up, um, I became obsessed with hurricanes and thunderstorms. I mean, obsessed to the point where, you know, we dealt with hurricanes on the East Coast. Um, One hurricane in particular, Isabel, this was back in 2002, 2003. it, it hit us pretty hard in southeastern Virginia, and I was at the coast. I went to the beach during the hurricane uh, to record because I was like, oh, I want to see this for myself. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I know it's crazy just thinking about it, but I went to the beach and I started recording um, just the weather. And I sent the video into the NBC station where I grew up and they used it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I got something here. Like I was so excited. Um, and of course, my mom was calling like, where are you? There's a hurricane. Like, what are you doing? But I think for me, though, yes, being obsessed with just how thunderstorms develop, you know, how hurricanes develop, that obsession, like, led me to really become curious about weather. Um And weather is, I call it the great equalizer. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It affects everybody. Um, And, you know, growing up in southeastern Virginia, we we dealt with a lot of especially hurricanes. But in the summertime, you know, we had our typical thunderstorms just like everywhere. Um, So for me, that that was the driver. So I knew that I wanted to stay home for college again. I. I was homesick whenever I left college or whenever I left home. So I was like, nope, I'm staying home for college. Um, And so I knew that if I wanted to be a broadcast meteorologist, um, in my mind, I I thought, okay, maybe I should get the TV aspect down and then get the meteorology aspect down because there were no colleges in Virginia um, that actually had meteorology as a uh, as a degree. Now there's one uh, that I know of, but at the time there were none. So I went to Norfolk State um, University and HBCU. <laughs> Love my school. Yes. Um, so I went there for four years and I got my degree in mass communications and broadcasting. Um, and oh my gosh, they were the best four years of, of my life. Uh, it, it was <laughs> 
Amazing. So looking back, I am so glad I did it that way. And then I went to Mississippi State. Um, I actually went to Mississippi and went to Mississippi State and got my degree in meteorology. So I was on campus for a year and a half. And then I found out about their online program. So I transitioned online. And that was another, gosh, three years. Yeah, that was another three years. That's intense. It, It was a lot for my second bachelor's degree. Yeah. And how would you say that this experience was different? So different from journalism traditionally or the broadcast route, like how was pursuing meteorology very different? It was so different. Um, just down. So as I mentioned, I Norfolk State is an HBCU, so a historically black college or university. Um, Mississippi State is not. So I, I immediately noticed the difference in obviously culture. Um, But two, I was a lot of times the only African-American in my meteorology classes. So I may have been, if I wasn't the only one, it was maybe a few of us. Um, So I think that played a little bit on my doubt and just wondering if I could really do this because I just didn't see a lot of people who looked like me. But also the classes are really hard. (laughs) Like, I don't think people realize how tough it is to get a meteorology degree. Um, You know, I I think my classes at Norfolk State, not that they weren't challenging, but it was almost like media. It was what I was passionate about. And so it, it was, it was difficult, but in a different aspect, um, if that makes sense. So for instance, at Mississippi State, I mean, I took calculus and, you know, all of that. And I took calculus twice before I passed it. I mean, it was it was really tough just the classes alone. And you're taking, you know, thermodynamics, you're taking dynamic meteorology. I mean, the list goes on. And even once I was done with Mississippi State and getting this seal, I had to take calculus two, three and differential equations, which goes beyond calculus three. Um, So it was just a totally different experience personally, but also um, academically. I think it really challenged me because at Norfolk State, I graduated magnum cum laude. You know, I was I was good Uh, at Mississippi State. I was like, listen, I just need a C. (laughs) That is all I need. I don't care about no A's. I mean, I just have to pass at this point. Um, But so it was a completely different ball game, I feel like, just going from a journalism major to a a meteorology major. Yeah. And the software, I can only imagine, was that different? I know sometimes in journalism programs, you'll have a studio where you can go in and get familiar with this equipment. Did you have that experience also in meteorology school? I did, actually. So Mississippi State is one of the top uh, broadcast meteorology programs in the country. And they actually have a studio where students can you know, practice. And there's a there's a, an entire class on um, basically broadcast meteorology where you're in a studio, there's a camera, they're teaching you how to use the green screen. So very similar to my experience in that aspect at Norfolk State University. Wow. So is that where, is it similar where we have to get ready, we have to make a reel, we have to create a website was it the same way where you specifically needed a meteorology reel? Yes. So 
And my experience was a little bit different because I started off on campus at Norfolk State or at uh, Mississippi State, and then I transitioned to online. So doing so, I think, presented a little bit of a challenge because I didn't have that studio because I was I went back to Virginia. So I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Like, I, I, I need to put together this tape. And I ended up getting a job. My first kind of foot in the door, if you will, um, in Richmond, Virginia. And I was working behind the scenes doing production, uh, running teleprompter production work. That's what I was doing. And I used that as my foot in the door so that I could work with the meteorologist at the station to make my weather real. And that was how I got that done. That is amazing. And how long were you in the production role? Was it an internship or was it like a production assistant role? So uh, it was a production assistant role. Okay. Yes. Not an internship. So I I was there on the payroll, um, all of that working at NBC 12, which is the NBC affiliate in Richmond, Virginia. Um, And the meteorologists were so great. Um, I would work weekends and after the show on weekends, they would help me put together a tape. They would work with me. Yeah, it was it was an experience that I don't take for granted because I would not be here without them, <laughs> you know, because who wants to stay after on weekends, yeah. you know, helping someone put together a reel or, you know, learning how to become more comfortable on camera. Everybody doesn't do that or doesn't want to do that. Right. So how important do you think mentorship is for you? That seems pretty monumental in your professional career development. Yeah, it's so important to me. Honestly, I feel like if we're not giving back in some aspect, why are we here? You know, like, why are we doing what it is that we're doing? Because people help me to get to where I am. And I feel like it's my duty to help the next person to get to wherever it is that they want to be, whether it's a meteorologist or not, whether it's just life, you know, advice or experiences, whatever. I I feel like that's part of my duty and part of the reason I'm here. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm like, that's so motivational. (laughs) So how would you say NAVJ has also played a role in kind of developing that connection or those mentorship relationships? So I will say, I I feel like I kind of came onto NABJ maybe a little bit late. Um, And I say that because my first conference was in DC back in 2016. Um, I didn't really get too involved in in NABJ while I was at Norfolk State in college. Um, I don't think, we didn't have a local chapter. Um, Yeah, we we didn't have an active local chapter um, in college. Looking back, I wish we did because now I'm like, oh my God, like the resources um, that NABJ presents is, it's priceless. Um, My first convention was in 2016 and I only went because a mentor of mine, Andre Senior, he's an anchor in San Francisco. um, He told me, he was like, you need to go to this conference. You need to go. You're not going to regret it. And I was like, okay, fine, let's go. It's right, you know, it's up the road in DC. Let's do it. So I went and I've been going ever since. I've been going to conventions um, ever since because I've I've met people at NABJ and at the conferences who were able to see something in me that I don't think I I saw in myself. Um, 
God, I mean, just the inspiration and the feedback. And I feel like those conferences remind you of, of opportunities that you may not have even knew were possible. Absolutely. And I know I'm really looking forward to an NABJ conference. That's okay. in person. Um, there's yeah. in the virtual conferences, which are amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really can't wait for that in-person experience to come back. Oh, girl, it is. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I can't wait either. I'm like, wait, next year? Okay, we're doing it next year. Yes. So throughout <laughs> the pandemic, how has that worked for you personally? I know it varies um, per station or you know, it depends on the individual. So have you been reporting from home or you go in as normal and you're behind, behind the camera, you know? Yeah. So when the pandemic first um, happened, I was still in Charlotte um, and they sent everybody home and we had to do weather from home, which was, I don't know, it was an adjustment because I'm like, this is my home. Like, I don't want people in my home. <laughs> you know, For me, it was like, wait, this is my safe space. Um, but I, I mean, I got used to it and it was challenging at first. So we did work a lot from home. Um, our, obviously, all of our meetings went to Zoom or, you know, the various platforms. Um, and then I came to Chicago. Obviously, we're still in a pandemic now. Things are, you know, a little bit better than where we started. But um, I think moving and starting a new job during a pandemic, that's been challenging because I haven't really met a lot of people like, you know, we're on teams, Microsoft teams, and a lot of people I'm meeting through zoom or, um, maybe some of the little things that I remember my previous stations, um, we did just starting off may not necessarily be a priority little things. Like, I don't know, getting your head shot, you know, it's like, that's not a priority right now. We got 50 million things to do. Um, so I, I've noticed some of the little things I think um, aren't front and center, if you will, than maybe before the pandemic. But um, I've been I've been making it through for sure. Most definitely. And with coming to a new city for a new job, that's huge, especially when you're trying to get familiar with that community. Um, how has that been an obstacle? If it's been an obstacle, just getting to know Chicago. It has been. Um, you know, when I came here, everyone was telling me, Aisha, like, you know, your experience in Chicago during a pandemic. And they're like, it's so different. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It was so different before the pandemic. Um, although I hear people saying like, it's it's getting there, you know, we're getting there, but it was so different before the pandemic. So I think, you know, during the pandemic, um, I'm trying to like navigate, you know, little things like going to, for instance, um, the like the mask mandates, right? Um, I'm from Virginia. And so when I have family or my husband kind of travels back and forth, when he comes here, there's no mask mandate there. So coming here, I'm like, oh, shoot, where's my mask? Right. But it hasn't been it hasn't been too challenging moving uh, during the pandemic. I think just making sure I'm a neat freak mm. and, and a germaphobe. So that I think has like tested me in ways, you know, I didn't know possible, but 
I'm constantly wiping down stuff and, you know, all of that, which we should have been doing before this pandemic. But um, I, I feel like to still be in a pandemic, I'm, I'm navigating things um, not perfectly, but I think as best I can. Yeah, absolutely. I know Chicago is really lucky to have you. I'm lucky to talk mm -hmm. to you. And although we're meeting virtually, I hope that, you know, one day we will be able to cross paths in person. Yeah. Um, I want to know, just on mm -hmm. I know, what keeps you going every day? <laughs> Me going. Um, gosh. I feel like I have, my family is amazing. And everyone who knows me, they know ever since I was younger, I've wanted to be a broadcast meteorologist. So to have their support and, you know, they're, I feel like they're my constant cheerleaders, if you will, to have their support, my husband's support, and to know that people are watching. And when I say people, I, I'm specifically talking about family, friends, because they know how challenging it can be um, to be in this industry, whether you're moving every few years or you're moving to places where you don't know anybody. Um, they know how challenging it can be. So they're always reassuring and encouraging me like, don't give up, girl. Like we know we know it's it gets tough at times, but keep going. We're rooting for you. So having that support. It, it means everything. And I don't think I'll, I would be here or even this far along without it. Wow, that's so beautiful. I know that support really means a lot. Um, I know just even getting in contact with you has been absolutely amazing. You've been such a gem. Like you've just been so open-minded and so willing to share your story. And I know someone out there wants a similar path. And I think that's why it's so important for NABJ to do um, everything that they do. So I am so thankful for you. Of course. No, thank you for reaching out. And I do think, um, you know, speaking of the pandemic, I am used to moving to places and automatically being able to like get together or, you know, any little hangouts or meet and greets. Um, and so I do think the pandemic has in that aspect made it a little challenging um, to meet people, if you will. Um, so I do find myself meeting people now at like the gym or you know <laughs> something like that, where yep. before it's like, you know, let's, an NABJ chapter, for instance, like let's, you know, have a meet and greet or, or whatever. But I do think meeting people in this season of the pandemic has been interesting. Yes, absolutely. And I want everyone, if they aren't already, to follow you and follow your work. So how can people do so? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Aisha Scott, um, and on Twitter, Aisha Scott, NBC5. Yes. And I'm asking as if I don't already follow them. <laughs> <laughs> I have them all. Well, thank you so, so much for your time and your story. Um, NABJ Chicago will be knocking on your door once again. <laughs> no problem. And you know what? The first thing I did when I moved here, I joined NAB, NABJ Chicago. Because for me, I mean, obviously NABJ is invaluable. But for me in a pandemic moving, in my mind, I was like, okay, here's a way where I can meet people and, you know, serve in whatever way I can. So thank you for reaching out to me. I, I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Thank you. <laughs>
No problem. I can't wait to watch more. Um, I'm so happy you're in the city. So thank you so, so much. Thank you. Hold on. I have to get a little picture. Do you mind? Oh my gosh. No, I don't mind. Okay. I want to do the same. Let's get a, a picture for Instagram. I know. I feel like everything is like, gosh, virtual now. It's like, can we get back to the real world? Okay. I, I cannot wait. I know. I know. Okay. Let me see. Oh, hold on. There we go. All right. I'm going to do a little boomerang and then I'll do a picture. Ooh, yes. Okay. I love that. Okay. All right, one, two, three. Okay, and then let me get a picture. Oh wait, that was the boomerang. Oh wait, yeah. Do you want to oh, do it? Shoot, over? I should have moved this. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we do. I know. Okay, wait. What are we gonna do? Should we do like a like that? Okay, we'll do that. Uh, uh, boom. <laughs> like that? Yeah. That right? Okay. All right, one, two, three. Is it nice? Oh, that's cute. Yeah, okay, let me show you. <laughs> is it nice? Can you see it? Oh, this is cute. Wait, I, I want to do one too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. That's really cute. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, okay, here we go. I'll make sure to tag you too. Yes. Okay. One, two, Go. <laughs> Did I do that right? I don't even know. Sometimes it takes me forever. Oh, that's cute. I like this that. Is so cute. That's really cute. This is so cute. <laughs> also, like it's been wow. It has really been a time. I was supposed. I'm at Loyola. I was supposed to be in the studio. I'm like calling the studio director. I'm asking janitors if they can open the door. It's just been crazy. So I found a random meeting room. Listen. Hey. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, right? Listen, I'm like, it's a learning lesson. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you ever need me for anything, like just let me know. And seriously, just let me know. I'm here to help to serve in any way that I can, just let me know. I will like cry right now. Thank you so much. <laughs> Ooh, it's it's definitely been something, but I'm just happy that I get these type of experiences to even get familiar with professionals yeah. and just learn from you all. Like I'm I'm just blown away that I even have this platform. It's so cool. Keep doing it, girl. Keep doing it. Yeah. Thank you so I, much. I follow you. So I've been I've been paying attention. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, now I gotta clean up my ex. <laughs> oh my you're God. fine. Well, thank you. And I think you're amazing. And I literally, if anyone ever says, like, just reach out, I'm the person that will seriously reach out. So that okay. means so much to me. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that just to say it. Like I really mean it. I really do. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) I can't wait to see more. And I truly cannot thank you enough. This has been great. No problem. I'm here. I am here. (laughs) You're ready for the call. It's it's really about to get there. So girl, you see, I have on a turtleneck. I I just came from outside and I was like, oh my gosh, it's free. Let me put on my turtleneck. I had on my sweatshirt and my coat. (laughs) 